warning. You are about to listen to the masters of the obvious. But to be honest, they are not masters of shit. It's just my daughter and the dumbest friend. But if you like interviews, nerd, like nerdy stuff and bad jokes, listen to this. And welcome to the 10th episode of Masters of the Obvious. I'm Kirsten Bozio. And I'm Cynthia Rose. On today's pod, we have an interview with horror aficionado and podcaster Isaac Keith Martinez. We talk about horror movie recommendations and favorites and our own personal ghost stories. And Kirsten and I discuss nerd news and new comic releases. But first, we'd like to remind you to go to mastersoftheobvious.com. We have a ton of merch for sale. And if you'd like to support this pod and take advantage of free shipping in the U.S., well, we really appreciate you. And hey, has anyone told you lately how well you're doing right now? You're a great friend with an ass that won't quit. And I'm so proud of you. You can check out our shop and show your support at mastersoftheobvious.com. All right, so we get started with some news? So let's just jump into it. Did you hear about all the negative reactions to Terry Pratchett's Discworld series? I didn't. Tell me about it. So it's supposed to be on the BBC. They dropped the trailer to it. And people are not happy. It debuted at New York Comic Con, uh, the online version, of course. And both his daughter and Neil Gaiman spoke up about how dissimilar it is to the source material. Huh. And it it struck me, too, because Terry Pratchett's world is very colorful and they had to do like the the grimy reboot of it. I feel like (laughs) not everything has to be dark and sad all the time. There is nothing I love more than stop motion animation. Really? On a list of things that are stop motion animation, my own life, maybe my children's. But stop motion definitely, definitely heads the crowd. I'm glad to know this. There's going to be a Marvel's MODOK series on Hulu. Why don't you tell me about MODOK? It's, it's animated uh-huh. by Stupid Buddy Productions. So you know it's good. They did Crossing Swords, Robot Chicken. And I love that they're, 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 they're really going on the fringes of comic characters. Because MODOK is like... Maybe a D-lister at best mm-hmm. for Marvel villains. He's a giant head with little baby arms and legs. <laughs> Speaking of baby arms and legs, it's developed by Pat Oswald. Is he voicing the character? He is Modoc. Oh. Uh, it's a great cast, and the whole premise is that we don't really, we never really hear about the day-to-day life of super villains, and he goes home mm. to the suburbs to his family, mm. and it's just delightful. That sounds delightful. I think you can still watch some of the panel online, and I definitely recommend doing that. Were you sad to see season two of The Boys Wrap? I put it off for as long as I could because mm-hmm. I just wanted to hold on. But yeah. For was, as long as you could. It was only Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was as long as I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was sad for it to leave, but... Um, it's got a sexy ass, so I love to watch it go. I love to watch it go. It was very satisfying. I will give it that. 
Yeah. I mean, it, I think that if nothing had happened to Stormfront, I would have uh, left season two with, with the anger issues. Oh, yeah. I I appreciate that this kind of feels like Buffy or X-Files where there's like a big bad every season. And Stormfront was that. The thing that gets me is that A-Train mm-hmm. got sort of a redemption in a way, a redemption story, even though he's fridged to female characters. It's interesting to me that he got a redemption. I do understand that, you know, he was put in an adversarial role with a fucking Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Let's give him something. But it's interesting. It's interesting. But I, I think that's a good thing that there is gray area. It makes stories more compelling. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Deep had a really strange storyline and story arc here, too. Like everyone's oh. got more to them. What I noticed, too, was that the head of the Scientology like church yeah. was also the bad guy in Practical Magic. Oh, Practical Magic. Yeah. So I had to rewatch it afterwards. Practical Magic is a movie that I love that by all accounts, I shouldn't. It's not good. It's not good. It came out in a time where I was old enough to know better. But I just, I just love it. It's just, it feels nice. It's comforting. It's like it's so comforting. Soup. But yeah, definitely check out the season finale of season two. Also, uh, check out Practical Magic if you haven't. Check, you're missing check out, out Practical Magic. It's it's that time of year, guys. Vincent D'Onofrio is. They're teasing at him playing Kingpin in Spider Man Three. And in, you know, throwing every character in they possibly fucking can, joining Doctor Strange, possible Daredevil. I even heard there was a possible multiverse with the other Spider-Mans coming in as well. Well, if it's Doctor Strange, I think multiverse is a good probability. So we might get some Tobey Maguire and that other kid. I don't know his fucking name. The reason why I think that we might get some sort of Daredevil tie-in is if Kingpin's going to be there. Like, I think Kingpin is definitely an adversary to Spider-Man, but I think most famously to Daredevil. So I hope we get to see Daredevil on the big screen. Okay. He needs, speaking of redemption arcs, he needs a redemption arc. <laughs> yeah. Right, you know what? Let's just keep redoing every character Ben Affleck's ever let's played. Just, yeah. Let's not cast him in any, any or, superhero role. Let's just, or every role, let's just make up for this to fucking redo. Yeah, let's redo Goodwill Hunting. Let's fucking re, let's redo every one of his movies. Gone Girls. Put another fucking person in there. You know, I just noticed him in the Buffy movie. Oh, yeah. He's a basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's redo all the Kevin Smith movies he's in. Let's just fucking, <laughs> let's, so many. let's rewrite history here. I, I remember, think, I remember when Ben Affleck got cast as Batman and everyone was poo-pooing it. But then, of course, his buddy, Kevin Smith, who's the biggest Batman fan, was really supportive. And I was like, all right, I'll give him a chance. Nope. That's because Kevin Smith's walking around with the most raging hard on for fucking Batman. And his <laughs> and his his avatar, fucking Ben Affleck, he's like, this is my this is my ideal man. He's going to he's done it. He's going to be the bat. He's so fucking you know what? I, I never want to disparage Kevin Smith. I fucking no. I, I, I love him. But if we were, it'd be over Ben Affleck. If we, if I had, if I had a problem with Mr. Smith, it would definitely be in relation to his affection for one Mr. Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's a rough one. Although he did give him the most perfect role in Mulrats. A douchebag. Like just, (laughs) oh, just so, like, that's what I think of when I think of Ben, like that. I think of Ben Affleck's bat tat. (laughs) His back, back, tat. His back, back, tat. His Ben Affleck's back, back, tat. <laughs> and really exciting news, co-creator Noel Stevenson's boom comic series, Lumberjanes, is going to be on HBO Max. 
which if you're not familiar, Noelle Stevenson also did She-Ra. So we know, we know it's going to be quality. The source is quality. I'm kind of perplexed that you didn't lead with this. Like you're bearing the lead here. Like I know that you're the most excited about this. I'm like, super excited. I, I love anything that's kid friendly, but still smart and, and easy for parents to watch too. Because I know how much you and your family love Lumberjanes. And it's just so Shira, it was just such a fucking home run. Well, it also comforts me knowing that obviously the Lumberjanes comics are ending soon. And I get something to look forward to. Right. Which also, I saw a little bit of a comic book tie-in with the Wonder Woman 1984 comic and the mm-hmm. movie. Okay. Because we obviously saw in the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer that uh, Steve Trevor is back. And the comics take it, this is a spoiler, mm-hmm. that Steve Trevor's crew is also back right. in the comic. They they didn't die in the movie, but clearly they died at some point. It's a long time ago. <laughs> right. Can I just do a little sidebar here? Can we do a little bit of research on this? Okay. Can we have a comic book movie where we don't have one of the Chris's in it? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a thing or not. I think I think that the whole com- comic book world, no matter what universe it is, they have to have a Chris in it. Sweet baby Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not disparaging a majority of the Chris's. Chris I will Chris, tell it fine. I mean, Chris Pratt can wink off. Oh, no, no, no. I said, uh, yeah, no, no, he can. But did you know that what Chris Pine fans are called? What? Pine nuts. <laughs> <laughs> did you, speaking of fandoms, did you know what? Benedict Cumberbatch's fans are called. I have an idea. Tell me. The Cumberbitches. That's the best. That it really so is the best. Oh, God. Listeners, dear listeners out there, if you have an idea of what our fans should be called, please write us at hello at mastersoftheobvious.com. We need a name for you guys. I think they're called blackmailed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they're listening. Oh, I think they're called our family members. <laughs> our family members. <laughs> they're called family. Um, I think they're called embarrassed. Uh, so <laughs> they're, called, <laughs> um, they're, so, sh- they're shame tappers. It was since we're talking about Wonder Woman and and Gal Gadot being in that and Patty Jenkins directing it. They're also I heard they're doing a, 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 a Cleopatra movie. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, why? Why for? Why do we need also, another one? I don't know if I even want to dive into this, but like. Obviously, there's been pushback about casting uh, Cleopatra on the big screen and, and whether or not that they are the appropriate race. They're saying that she was she was Greek with some Persian and Syrian. So, mm. I mean, Gal being Israeli. Is that is that I don't know. I don't know. I have my own problems with Gal Gadot anyway, so I don't really want to get into it. She pretty, though. Oh, man. It's it's like you. I can't. I don't even know if she's a good actress because I can't. I can't even hear her. She's so. She's so. Her pretty is so loud. Her it's just deafening. <laughs> I can't even get past it. Well, while we're talking about Wonder Woman, I'm going to tell you that you should check out Wonder Woman number seven hundred and sixty-four coming out this Wednesday. Also, Captain Marvel number twenty-two. My sweet baby Lumberjanes number seventy-four. Vampirella, perfect for the season, number 14. And I cannot stress this enough. Y'all are sleeping on Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics. They are, oh, they're so good. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Willow, number four. 
and I found this interesting. I didn't realize that there were graphic novels, the babysitters club, but it was also on my comics list. Um, volume number eight, Logan likes married and I, you know, I really appreciate how many books are being turned into graphic novels. I find them so much more accessible and engaging for younger readers. Agreed. Because I, even if you have trouble reading, at least you have a context of the pictures and you can piece it together. Yeah, that definitely helps young readers. Absolutely. It does. I think I think that's it for the, the news and the comments list, Cynthia. Masters of the Obvious is brought to you by Little Shop of Gore. Looking to make your house especially spooky for Halloween? Or are you just a spooky bitch all year long? Check out these amazing horror and pop culture themed items. By going to littleshopofgore.com, you can plug in the code MOTO, M-O-T-O, for 13% off your entire purchase. Follow them at Little Shop of Gore on Instagram and Little Shop of Gore on Facebook. On the show today, we have Isaac Keith Martinez. He's a film expert and a lover of horror. He hosts his own film podcast, Isaac's Haunted Beard, and has a YouTube channel of the same name. And he's also one of my best friends and an all-around cool guy. Thanks for being on the show, Isaac. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So you watch a lot of movies. Yeah, every day of my life. Uh, how many movies would you say you think you've seen in your lifetime? I don't know. I mean... I have a, a movie calendar, so every time I watch a movie, I'll add to it. I know, like, for 2020, I know I've definitely watched over 500 films this year. Before, by the time the year is over, I'll probably hit 600. And, like, what percentage of that would is that is horror? Ooh, maybe 40%? Because oh. I do have versatile tastes. Yeah, yeah. What if he, what if he runs out of movies? What's going to happen then? Oh, that, I love that. I love that she said that. Because when I was younger and I was more cocky about mm-hmm. how I felt about horror, about movies, I thought, ah, I've seen everything. You can't stop me. Then as I got older, I got excited when I learned you're never going to see all the movies. Every time you open a door, there's seven more doors. And behind every door is seven more doors. And because I watch movies from every genre, every decade, other countries, you're never going to run out of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why 40% horror? Like what, what makes horror so special to you? It's, this is going to sound weird to anyone who's not into horror, but horror fans wouldn't think this is weird. Horror's comfort mm. for me. And to explain why, I don't know. We might need a shrink. <laughs> but when I watch horror, I feel safe, believe it or not. Maybe because I feel like the monsters are my friends. Oh, I was thinking it'd be more like me watching hoarders. And it comforts me knowing that I'm not that bad. I'm like, yeah, I'm so cleanly. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm not killing people. My life's good. I'm not, I'm not being killed. I'm not being hunted. It's great. It's a good day to be alive. I'm not hiding. I'm doing great. <laughs> being a horror fan definitely makes you think about your mortality more often than I think people who don't watch horror all the time because right. you're faced with death all the time. Do you feel like you have a good relationship with death or do you crave it with every movie you watch? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not all horror films give you the same thing. You get something different out of each film, especially because there's all these different subgenres. So, no, I don't think I crave death. I just crave unique <laughs> storytelling. every guest that. Do you, do crave, you crave death? death? <laughs> Is that why you've agreed to do the show? <laughs> well, I, I think... A misconception about horror is that it is a little, it's more intellectual than people give it credit for. It's not necessarily all camp. It's not necessarily all slasher. There's usually yeah, there, more to it sometimes. If you have 
<laughs> you know, like anything, there's going to be your smart fans and there's going to be your stupid fans. So I can't, I don't want to speak for the stupid people, but I think that they're smart horror films and I think that they're stupid horror films. But I think if you're a smart person, you can enjoy a stupid horror film for a smart reason. It's mm-hmm. a good answer. So uh, what makes a good horror movie? I think that answer changes from movie to movie. What? So is it like gore or humor or level of scariness oh. like to you? Like Okay, well... Not every horror film delivers the same thing, nor should it. So if you're a gore hound and you crave that special effects on your screen, then that's what you're paying attention to. In which case, you might not like movies that are rated PG or PG-13. But if you are attracted to tension and anxiety and being scared, you might gravitate towards those uh, PG films, those PG-13 films where you don't get any graphic violence. It's more about like hauntings and, you know, more psychological horror. So in that vein, would you would you consider David Lynch a horror director because his work deals with death and is eerie? No, because I don't think David Lynch considers himself a horror director. Why do you do you guys think David Lynch is horror? Uh, I mean, in the David Lynch could be considered horror it, when you think about uh, Blue Velvet, Finding an Ear, yeah, and you know, even in the beginning of uh, Twin Peaks, dead body. she's dead. She's dead. I mean, it's not. There's a lot of screaming too and crying. I feel like that's. I think they have moments of horror but i don't think of them as horror films and yet some of the scariest things i've ever seen in my life are in david lynch films the scene where he's like call me i'm at your house yeah that yeah, scene yeah. is terrifying yeah that is also the uh the television show their og one not the return the last episode when they're in the black oh. lodge that's a terrifying episode that especially is. the laura palmer doppelganger screaming that's scary and the way it ended with with cooper it, that haunted me for years yeah. I don't think it's horror. I don't, but I I think to be a good show, at least, I mean, excluding, of course, some things, you have to have at least a touch of horror because there's horror in like Doctor Who as well. I mean, would you consider X-Files horror? I consider it more science fiction, but it, there's definitely yeah. horror episodes. I think you have to dip, dip your toe in a little bit in the horror genre to have a successful show. Yeah, yeah well, Golden Girls, when they do horror, woo! Mm. <laughs> the golden ghouls the golden ghouls oh that is so wonderful oh it is there's a there's a fan film yeah it is yeah we we interviewed the golden friend, ghouls yeah i'll, sh- well, I'll show it to you it's just a sketch video sign but, me up yeah. for the golden ghouls <laughs> are they old ladies and they're all uh like the werewolf and but it's it's like sophia as <sighs> and I love it. Uh, did you ever watch Warehouse 13? Yeah, I watched the first season. Um, the actress that plays uh, Claudia Allison Scalgati is in it. Would you ever want to be in a horror movie yourself? Oh, absolutely. I would love to be the killer, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> if I can't be the killer, kill me. Really, really <laughs> awful. Make just as awful you as you want to be. Bang. Yeah, memorable. I want a memorable death. I feel like you saying that is kind of a curse. You're going to end up in a horror movie and just trip and hit your head. <laughs> <laughs> and not get your mom to shine. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you a bunch of... I'm just going to rattle these yeah. off. Okay, so what's your favorite slasher movie? Ooh, I'm going to cheat, okay? Okay. Instead of singling out a favorite sla- slasher film, I'm going to single out my favorite slasher franchise. Mm. I am a sucker. For Friday the 13th. All right. Well, what's your favorite creature feature? Creature feature. You know what? This may not sound like an authentic answer because you might argue whether or not this qualifies, but I'm just going to say it and 
you can always say, no, that doesn't count. I'm going to say Jaws. I think that animal attack films qualify as creature features because in this case, the intention is to create a creature that's going to attack Mm -hmm. victims. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it's the shark. And I definitely think the intention of the filmmaker is to horrify the audience. Sure. And it's no regular shark. I mean, it's, you know. No, it's a sassy shark. It's totally sassy. <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, how's it going? Wait, does this shark have a name in Jaws? Is it just Jaws? Um, it's not identified by name, but the... But it goes by Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley, you must be joking. The animatronic shark that was used on set was referred to by Steven Spielberg as Bruce. Oh, that's right. And it was really faulty. Yeah. I only know that because I've been through the Universal Studios tour. I don't even know how many times. Oh, uh, they don't have the Jaws ride anymore, huh? They don't have the ride, but they they have it in the studio tour, and it's like really anticlimactic. And that's why I love it. I like <laughs> I like I like my studio tours. Like I like my sex life. Anticlimactic, like a sad trombone. And animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> So what about uh, your favorite foreign horror movie? Oh, my favorite foreign horror film is the same answer as my favorite horror film. And that's Alucarda. It's a Mexican horror film from the 1970s. Mm. So what your favorite horror movie that no one's ever heard of? That's tricky because then you have your like, are you a newbie to the genre or have you been doing this your entire life? Because Alucarda might qualify as an answer. Have you heard of it before today? I I have, but I'm friends with you, so. Okay, because you've seen me wear the (laughs) t-shirt. But I I don't mean, obviously, the hardcore horror fans. They, I mean, it'd be hard. I mean, like, my favorite one no one's ever heard of, the one I made. Like, Yeah, uh, the thing about, you know, there's always going to be your arrogant people who will listen to this, and I'll give an answer, and they'll say, I've heard of it. Yeah, well, you know what? If anyone's arrogant that's listening to this, you know, fuck you guys. This one's not easy, and it's this one might actually take a bit. Break it down by decade. Mm-hmm. Favorite horror film by decade. Oh, okay. Well, Alucard is from the 70s. And the only reason why I'm even hesitant to just go all out on just saying that film was for most of my life, The Exorcist was my favorite horror film until I saw Alucarda. <laughs> Exorcist was your favorite film until you saw it with me and I ruined it for you. <laughs> no, I actually have a story about you and The Exorcist. It's not. You set it up. Let's hear it. Okay. It's not a great story. It's just that I remember as long as I've known you. You had this thing where you enjoyed watching The Exorcist for laughs, yeah. which I thought was kind of weird because <laughs> I took the movie very seriously, but you thought it was hilarious. And I would observe you watching the movie and the way you set this movie up was to fail. Like you'd have all the lights on and you have people heckling it with you. I'm like, you're not taking this seriously at all. And then when it was released in the theaters for the re-release, I asked you, would you like to see it with me? And we went together and then the lights go off and we're all quiet. And suddenly I noticed your whole reaction to the movie changed. And I felt like you were finally taking it seriously. And when the movie was over, I felt like you were a little creeped out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's accurate. You were converted. I just I liked it better when I was heckling it. Uh, sure. It's, <laughs> it feels better because you don't have to feel negative feelings when you're heckling. It makes you feel better. Yeah, I will say the, the part that changed my mind about it. And I'm not sure if it was in the theatrical re-release, but it was definitely in the special edition. When, 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 when she left the room. Oh, yeah. That fucks me up. <laughs> like when she's going down those stairs. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Let's keep that bitch in her room. <laughs> like, 
of course, of course, the scariest moment for Cynthia would be the, the moment that she's forced to be silent. For <laughs> <laughs> own personal way, horror story. I, I'm personally curious what your answers are to these same questions, but if you don't have answers, then that's fine. But I'd love to know what you both think about these. My least favorite is the one that we're living through right now. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. fun. It's not fun. Not fun. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I would say I like, but I like the horror movies you can heckle. I like the ones that like, that are like made for heckling though, like Slumber Party Massacre too. Like I like the ones that are made for right. like aware ones too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I like yeah. that. Yeah. Those are fun. I, I love fun. those. And I've watched that movie with you. Yeah. I just rewatched the Buffy movie too. I love that movie. Holy crap. Because I, I remember it's been a while since I've watched it and it's still one of my favorite movies. But when I was younger, it was much scarier. And now you can enjoy the camp more, I think. <laughs> I love that. At no point was that movie ever scary to me because it was so much older than you. It was not a child watching yeah. that oh, you movie. you were a child. Yeah. <laughs> but it came out in 92. So that was like all yeah, three we years after I was born. Yeah, we were already in high school. I saw yeah. it in the theater. Also, I didn't know that it was Pee Wee Herman. I feel like it would have been a lot less scary. Exactly. I yeah, I, think, I feel like Isaac and I were maybe in on the joke. <laughs> I, I definitely went into it going, oh, that's Paul Rubens. So oh my. Yeah. And his death scene is classic. Yeah. Ugh. So good. I, but I also grew up in a very religious home. So I wasn't supposed to be watching it, one. And I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of scary things. So it was terrifying. Right. But my kids are so callous to it. They watch it for the first time the other day and they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so there I think go. it's also like the environment that you're in. Right. I'm a callous bitch and always have been. <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you see in theaters. Right. Unless I see it. No, I saw Buffy in the theater. It didn't what scare was me. That? I think the only horror movie I saw, except for the ring in theaters was darkness falls which back even even as a teenager we could be caught up that's the only one you saw in the theater in theaters yeah oh okay i think the last horror movie i saw in the theater i could be wrong about this was it little woman was little women (laughs) if i can tell you what Timothée Chalamet is fucking terrifying. <laughs> he is basically a corpse. I He's mean, a handsome corpse. He's just scary. It's scary how <laughs> handsome a young man can be, and I'm an old lady, so I'm scared, of my, I'm scared of my feelings for him. He, he is a grown man. How dare you? Um, is there anything you want to talk about? Any sort of horror-related anecdotes? I don't have a horror anecdote. I have a Halloween anecdote. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. It's my favorite, one of my favorite stories about you. (laughs) And I was not there for this. Oh. Either you told me about this or somebody who was with you said, I got to tell you what happened with Cindy today. You were at a store. Mm -hmm. It was October. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to tell it the way I remember it. At some point, you found a witch's hat. Okay. And you put it on. Mm -hmm. And you're just walking around the store with a witch's hat. Okay. And some random man yelled at you, hey, witch, where's your broom? And you yelled at him, up my ass. <laughs> I, I love that story. It's endearing. That's uh, definitely <laughs> that sounds like extremely some, scary. <laughs> sounds like something I would say. And like your delivery of up my ass sounded so angry up when the ass. story was told. I'm like, yes, that's exactly how pissed she'd be. I love it. I hear that story about the way you answered him. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, that's why I love her. She <laughs> <laughs> can really take a brute the ass. That's <laughs> and that's the measure of Isaac's love. <laughs> Just that quick, like, mean <laughs> reply. Yeah. <laughs> Guy. 
Oh, yeah. I thought you said meme. I thought you were about to describe a meme. I'm like, yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Kirsten only speaks in memes. She's a millennial. Only speaks in memes. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the scary movie franchise and parodies of movies? You actually talked about this on your on your podcast, did you not? I think Scary Movie Part One holds up. I think it's still very mm-hmm. funny. I will not vouch for any of the sequels. I kind of like Chris <laughs> Elliott in Part Two with the whole little hand yeah. thing. Take the good hand. I think that's funny. <laughs> Other than that, just Part One. Wait, is David Cross in any of these? He's in Part Two. There we go. Which I want to like Part Two because I love David yeah. Cross. I mean, I'm not watching Alvin and the Chipmunks either for David Cross. So yeah, I, mean. I get it. <laughs> Not even the squeakle. So. Oh, wait. What do you think of Twilight, Isaac? I've never seen it. You've never seen Wait, you've you watched Power. There many, you go. There's movies he hasn't seen. 10 million movies a day and you haven't seen Twilight? By choice, I haven't seen it. I, I will look at a trailer and go, I recognize this isn't for me and will not be tempted to watch <laughs> it regardless of how popular it becomes. Man. Are you a fan of the Twilight franchise? We te- Well, I think that there's a few things on this podcast we are contractually obligated to mention. TikTok. Mm. TikTok. Uh, and Robert Pattinson. Robert uh-huh. Pattinson. What's the other one? Um, How much we hate Zack Snyder. Yes, and how much we hate Zack Snyder. So those are the three <laughs> things. So we've mentioned Robert Pattinson. We can move on. Uh, wait, but... Are- are you a fan of the Twilight films? I am not a fan, but I, I do. And I like it in the way that Cynthia likes Exorcist. When I'm in a bad mood, I put it on and roast it. Oh, do you like Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah, I love Stranger really Things. Fun. Oh, yeah. That's targeted at your age group. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I think it's such a great story that anybody could like it. You know, not just yeah. for nostalgia reasons. Do you like Stranger Things? I do like it. Yeah. What about newer stuff? What's newer stuff that you do that you that you like? Oh yeah. Speaking of Stranger Things. I liked um Hereditary. I liked Midsummer. Those are those are oh, both yeah. the same director, Ari Oster. That's how you that's I feel like asking male horror buffs if they like Midsummer is like a test. It's like a litmus test. So I feel like there's a certain kind of guy who hates that movie. Jerks. <laughs> Jerks. Yeah, yeah, wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> stupid people (laughs) i'm trying to get people angry here yeah wait a minute i don't like that movie you call me stupid i'm calling you a stupid jerk you have to listen to the whole sentence you are a stupid jerk. <laughs> this is why he has his own podcast because he can carry out a conversation with himself. I think <laughs> podcast too is all about his love of things and yeah. not upsetting people. But you bring him on the podcast and you're like, you poke him a little bit. He's like, yeah. fuck you too. <laughs> yeah, fuck Twilight. <laughs> I'm behaving. Me. I mean, I like Jordan Peele. I like Us. I like Get Out. I think those are good films. I mean, what the last ten years, like the 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 twenty tens. Um, these more intellectual arty horror films are coming out that are being labeled as elevated horror. Mm. It's definitely different from like the eighties and the nineties where it was all like slasher films and stuff. It's got a totally different vibe. Right. And they're very good. What did you think of American horror story? Uh, 1984. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was my second favorite American horror story season. What was your first? Hotel. First oh, hotel. Hotel. <laughs> that, that's controversial. That is controversial. I, my liked, friend. I liked hotel too. Wow. I, I thought Lady Gaga was amazing. Wow. I am I guess that's an unpopular opinion I have then, because I stopped watching American Horror Story because I couldn't handle how bad I thought Hotel oh, was. Oh, but it's such a short season. It was like 10 episodes, not much of a commitment to it just plot through me. it. It lost me. And maybe I'll try it again. But that hotel has been converted into apartments and they're really affordable. And I was considering it for a moment. Oh, for like, realsies. I thought you were making a joke. No, for real. <laughs> oh, cute. Well, that's where the whole dark water thing happened too. 
What's the dark water thing? I think her name is Elizabeth Lamb. She was like, a, I think she's an exchange student or there on visa maybe. And um, she went missing and then they found footage of her being chased and like frantically like using the elevator buttons. And then she later turned out, turned up in the water tower. And so for like maybe three days, people were using the water from the water tower with the body in it. Ooh. So this is a real thing. This is a real story. God damn. The footage is scary as fuck too. So what you're saying is it's based upon real kind of stuff? What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Isaac said he wasn't going to speak pigeon and then he lied. I just wanted to sleep in, you know? (laughs) I know you're a fan of wrestling and I know this because you actually got me into wrestling and I've told a story about it in our first episode. Okay. That that was you. That was me. So are there any spooky people in wrestling right now? Any horror type figures? Yeah. Well, there's always room for a horror character. Yeah. And you know, there's a collection of different promotions. So I'm sure everyone's doing their version of a horror character, but currently the best horror character is in the WWE and that's a character called the fiend. I love the whole concept of The Fiend. So The Fiend is portrayed by Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt, right now, the current version of Bray Wyatt, because he had a different character before, but right now, he kind of exists in this alternate dimension, where in this dimension, it's like a children's television show that's like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Pee-wee's Playhouse. So whenever he only can appear on screens. So when they show him on the screen, he's like, hi, boys and girls. And he has a sweater and he's got puppet friends. And he's like, people, you know, challenge him to a match. Like, okay, I'll see you. You know, and then when he shows up, he has um, multiple personalities. I think it's a multiple personality because it's also suggested that he has a demon that will manifest when it's time for him to wrestle. And then he completely changes. He no longer has the sweater. Suddenly he wears a mask. He wear, he brings a lantern to the ring of his own head. He looks he, like a juggalo. You I can't guess, tell me he's not a juggalo. He's down the clown. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mask that's uh, been crafted by Tom Savini. Tom Savini is oh, a very yeah. well-respected and uh, adored horror uh, special effects master. It. Oh, yeah. And um, he did the mask for The Fiend. And if you wrestle The Fiend, you know, The Fiend will no-sell your moves. So you really can't hurt him. And his whole thing is let me in. Like, he's trying to make you um, accept him so that when you're done with your uh, storyline with him, you leave it becoming the worst version of yourself. So there have been times where... As the bad guy, he will have stories with good guys or heels and faces. And when it's done, a lot of those faces eventually become heels. Mm-hmm. And then people will trace it back to, oh, that guy had Wait, a storyline with the fiend. Is that what happened with Hollywood Hulk Hogan? <laughs> oh, no, that's called racism. <laughs> that's what turned him bad. It was his own brain. <laughs> I, I checked out around the NWO period right. era that's fine the very beginning. No that was you. a fun one though well that was like the attitude era right yeah isaac and i were watching wcw back the then. attitude era was with wwf and then nwo was with wcw right right i love wcw i loved um, me too sting i love sting it was just such an obvious nod to the crow the crow it's a good one yeah. so i have another question for you wrestling mm-hmm. themed mm-hmm. who's your favorite all-time spooky wrestler and why is it vampiro <laughs> I like Vampiro. Wow, he's, not the Undertaker. <laughs> he's cool. Um, why is it Vampiro? <laughs> you caught me off guard there, Cynthia. Mm. Uh, uh, currently, I think the Fiend's done such great stuff that I might pick him as my all-time favorite horror-themed wrestler. Wow, he's doing. I mean, he's doing 
really memorable stuff. Cool. I still think he's a juggalo. I'm, I'm looking at him right now. There's no way. Juggalo knows juggalo, okay? It's different in a photograph versus within the context of seeing him actually on television. When you mm. see his body language and it's it comes across as much more creepy. Well, I don't find juggalo as creepy. But it is it is called horror rap, though. Okay. I don't really know that much about the Insane Clown Posse. Honestly, there's not much to know. Kirsten made me watch a documentary. I have a, I have one of their movies. Somebody gave me one of their movies. Um, it's called Big Money Hustlers. And they gave it to me because Mick Foley is in it. They're oh, like, you like yeah. Mick Foley? There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. They're big nerds, too. I, I feel like every juggalo that I've met has a Batman shirt. And also <laughs> just really, obviously, they love the Joker. So clown culture. That makes sense. I never, never thought about that. But then again, I've never known any uh, Juggalos in real life. I'm not a fan of how American Horror Story has handled clowns. They're so much more terrifying than what they did with them. Are you scared of clowns? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying like the concept of them is so much scarier, especially with what happened in 2016. Are you scared of clowns? I am not scared of clowns. I don't understand why they're scary. But this is a good segue. What do you find scary? Like what is what scares you? Ooh. <laughs> I think hauntings can be scary if done well. And that's the problem is most of the time it's not done well. Okay. So what's your favorite like ghost haunting movie? Ooh, I don't. <laughs> can I just give you an example of one that I like, but you know, I don't know if it's my favorite. Sure. Um, have you ever heard of the entity? That sounds familiar. Have you? No, I haven't. It's a movie from the early eighties where this woman's house is haunted and all the ghost does all the time is rape her. What the fuck? It's a yeah, terrifying. That's a no it's a terrifying film. It's terrifying. Well, wait, horrible. that was the movie that was written by Donald Trump's doctor. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Oh god. <laughs> Demon sex. <laughs> oh wait. But, I mean, that's that's the to me, that's a terrifying concept. That is terrifying. Like, why wouldn't uh, you move on the first day? I guess, you know what, Isaac? There are, uh, there's, there's financial reasons. <laughs> yeah, she you know live? what the house costs? <laughs> do you know, do you know how long it took for her to move the fuck in? That's true. Like, come on, She's man. like, I'm in a good neighborhood. There's a good school here. Oh. <laughs> there's a Tajay right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some, some gold stick for the Clarence aisle. <laughs> God. I don't know why it's like Clarence, like Clarence Thomas. Oof. <laughs> what if it was a Clarence themed aisle? It'd be awful. <laughs> Just a bunch of Coke cans. What are you guys friends going? Uh, hmm. Definitely hauntings. Because I feel like I'm never going to encounter a slasher in real life or a monster, but I feel like being I, in a haunted house is a possibility. I feel like also the thing is, is that we live in a spooky place. Hawaii's haunted anyway. Hawaii's Hell so I take it more seriously than I would do a monster, which I know don't exist. Right. Uh, yeah. So that by far scares me the most. I guess I'm admitting I believe in ghosts. Oh, God. Here we go. I mean, I Coming do. Out. I, I've never <laughs> seen one, but every person who's ever told me their ghost story, I've never. So you don't have a you don't have a person. No, but I believe every person who's ever told me I've never doubted their validity. I always thought, well, you never lied to me before. Right. Why would you lie to me about this? I have quite a few ghost stories. But, like you, I don't think of you as a liar. Of course, you're telling me the truth. Well, thank you say you. you've had ghosts. But the thing is, is that what I've come to find in my in my adult life is that I have sleep paralysis. Mm. So it might have just been sleep paralysis, but is sleep paralysis an excuse for seeing ghosts? Right, right, right. 
Well, when Gwen Stefani is visiting you, that is it's terrifying. terrifying, right? When yeah. it, when it's when some sort of other and ent- otherworldly entity is singing a Gwen Stefani song to you and you can't move. <laughs> that happened to you. It was fucking scary. That's fuck. so scary. That happens to uh, Blake Shelton every night. <laughs> when Gwen Stefani is your sleep paralysis, what demon, did she sing to you? Uh, what you waiting for? Was it a woman's <laughs> voice? That is kind of scary. No, uh, but- listen, I'll set it up. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it in the show, but I'll set it up. So when I, at the time, I would, I had an iHome set up where I had my iPod set up on the iHome and I would set an alarm every morning and I would wake up to the same song. I would wake up to what you're waiting for. Okay. One morning before my alarm goes off, it's still kind of dark. I open my eyes and I can't move. Isaac's already scared. I got goosebumps. (laughs) I can't move. Sleep paralysis. This is what science tells me. Could it be a demon? Could it be a ghost? Could be what I hear. I see an entity out of the corner of my eye. Can't move, mind you. And it is creepily singing what you're waiting for. like mocking me to wake up. Oh, my God. I think when I think about it, the choice of song isn't as funny. <laughs> but uh it was uh it was scary as fuck. But then I've also had things like feeling like enti- like entities like jump on the bed. So the like- ghost has been there for a long time observing your routine yeah. and then chose its yeah. moment to go, guess what? The reason I'm singing this song is because I've been here a while. Yeah. What if the song was Nuck if you buck? <laughs> what if the song was Misa Horny? <laughs> <laughs> what if I woke up to be so horny? <laughs> Honestly, the yin yang twins. That'd be terrifying. It's all terrifying, to be honest. It doesn't yeah. matter if it was fucking the hills are alive with the sound of music. Yeah, it's all it's fucking scary. scary. How, how do you feel about true crime? I'm not as fascinated by it. I think it's interesting, but I'm definitely no expert. I'm definitely someone who enjoys listening to people who are experts talk about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm more of a fiction. Person. I can understand that more than being into true crime, which is incredibly popular now. But mm-hmm. Cynthia and I are both in the same mind that it's almost, it almost feels torture porny to us. Yeah. yeah Whereas it's just like, when it's a real person, it's hard to delight in that. There's a safety <laughs> that goes along with being a horror fan because you know it's not real. Unless it's based on real kind stuff, I guess. like dark water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, as in the conjuring and things like that, based loosely based. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there's creepy things that happen on those sets. Yeah. But there's still some sort of safety that I feel, even if it's based on a true story, that I know that what I'm watching is a reenactment. I know these are just actors. And I know that no matter what happens to them on screen, when that director yells cut, this person's not dead. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, she had passed away not too long ago. I used to have like a craft club. I used to live in a vacant lot. It's a giant hundred spot spot parking lot that was gated. And then there was a duplex in the corner where we lived. So I would have camp outs in the big lot. And I had my craft club over and we broke out the Ouija board. And no, noth- Pazuzu's gonna come. Nothing terrifying happened. <laughs> it was my friend, it was one of the most memorable things my friend had ever said. Uh, and she goes, send us your least popular ghost. (laughs) 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 And we were just like crying, laughing. So when she she passed away, we made like uh, memorial patches that were like the Ouija board with that on it. It says, send us your least popular uh, ghost. Send us your least popular ghost. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I've never played with an Ouija board. 
Have you? I go fuck around with a Ouija board because I live in Hawaii and I know better. <laughs> My mom told me when I was a kid, don't ever touch one because she has this story. She tried to do it with some people and everyone put their fingers on it. And when it was her turn, it flew off the board Ooh. and that terrified her. So she said I was never allowed to mess with it. And Isaac listens to his mama. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um, Pazuzu. Pazuzu. You mentioned Pazuzu a second ago. Does that mean anything to you? What does Pazuzu mean? He sounds very possessy. It's the name of the demon For that the possesses the little girl in the film, The Exorcist. Oh, it's been a while. That's a great name. Wasn't it an Italian ghost? <laughs> no, he's. I never thought of actually. That he's Iraqi, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's where they did the dig, right? I would. I would suggest that. No matter where they find it, it doesn't matter that this demon can actually travel to any part That's of the world. That's true. Pazuzu and... wants to be Pazuzu no matter where Pazuzu is. It sounds like slang for pussy, too. Like, give me that Pazuzu, girl. Wow. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> she got that. What <laughs> <laughs> stands for, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Pazuzu. Oh, my, my Pazuzu is super hot. Pazuzu. <laughs> <laughs> My pizzow. <laughs> That'd be haunted. Do either of you want to share what your favorite horror films are? Oh man. Okay, I think I know what mine is. I like uh silly ones. Oh I mean, yeah, Buffy's pretty high up there. Uh Lost Boys is high up there. Um I think this is underrated. I don't even know if it's necessarily good. I just remember really, really enjoying it. Um, have you ever seen Tripper? Yes, the David Arquette film? Yes. Yeah, I own it. <laughs> Where the killer is the Ronald Reagan Ronald mask. Reagan, and then there's a pig, uh, a man-eating pig named Gita. It was it George Bush, right? It's been a while since I've watched it, but... But I just, and like no one's, no one else has seen it, and I've described it a million times. I just have, I have such a weird obsession with Ronnie Reagan, and I loved all the references. And Fishbone's in that movie. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. I want to see this movie now. I could make that a reality for you. Oh, I'm going to watch it! I think it was like 2006 when it came out. So oh, that makes sense. It's why like I didn't see it then? Borderline. We don't know how PC it is. Cute. I, so these are my. These are a few ones I can think off the top of my head since I didn't prepare for this. Slumber Party Massacre Two. Great film. Uh, Angel Heart. Great film. I don't know if I'd call it a horror film, but I could see why. It's about the devil. The devil. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to argue. I, if, I yeah. have a song for the devil. <laughs> the devil. Or Evil Dead Two. Yeah, all amazing. I also liked uh, Let the Right One In. I love that, that film. Oh, Let the Right One In is so fucking I've never, good. That, I feel like that's more of an intellectual answer than Tripper. <laughs> but I really enjoyed that. And it was funny. The pool scene was funny. So my go-to answer when people ask me what my favorite horror movie is, Jesus Camp. I've never seen Jesus Camp. <laughs> Not <laughs> a horror movie. It's a documentary. I I went to. So to it's a documentary about evangelical Christian camps for kids. And it wow. is fucking terrifying if you're it watching is. it. It's like kids speaking in tongues. And so it's not horror. But to me, that at the at the time when I saw it, and even maybe to this day, one of the scariest things I've ever fucking seen. Jesus camp. You went to Jesus camp? I'm a pastor's kid. Maybe this is uh, the horror movie we're going to make, guys. Jesus Camp. Jesus Camp. It would be terrifying. Well, it'd be kind of like Red State-ish, sort of. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of in that vein. I, I like Tusk, but I don't think I can ever watch it again. I've never seen Tusk because it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't know I why. I think you would enjoy it. Maybe. <laughs> I think you would, too. I often say this guy has it coming. 
coming to him, but kind of. You don't. You definitely don't like it by the time that it happens. So, a lot of characters in horror films have it coming to them. They purposely write a lot of characters to be unlikable, so that when they get killed, there's some sadistic fans who are like, "Yeah, he got what he deserved." Yeah, that's not as scary as put him in a bear. Super fucking put him him in a bear. bear. Exactly. Yeah, that guy definitely had it coming. The reception to Midsummer was really telling too. Like how many people like what an icon. I want to dress as her. Good for good for her. The very next week, I did dress as her. Yeah. I was like, when she went grocery shopping, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go find myself a bear." <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your go-to order at a, your favorite fast food or chain restaurant? I like a nice tall glass of shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of roll. Uh, what's your favorite word? Uh, spatula. <laughs> what are you not good at? Um. <sighs> Coming up with answers off the top of my head. Isaac Keith Martinez yeah. of Isaac's Haunted Beard. Thank yeah. you so much for being oh, on our show. You. You're a treasure. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Where can our listeners find you? If you type in Isaac's Haunted Beard, you'll find all the Isaac's Haunted Beard related stuff, including the podcast, the YouTube show, and the blog. And you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac's Haunted Beard. Type it into a Word document. <laughs> you <laughs> could, send you it could type it on a piece of paper <laughs> and then... Uh, you lick the envelope, you dig a hole in the backyard, you bury it, and then on the full moon the following month, uh, and you dig that you, hole you back show up, up naked. <laughs> I will you will find a whole new letter that I've written to you personally. It's true. Please try it. It's beautiful blood. <laughs> His own blood. <laughs> and your own blood. Don't make me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> On the Google to answer your question. It's okay. worth a Google. It's worth a Google. <laughs> to clarify, don't type that into a <laughs> Word document. You put on a witch's hat, you visit the store, and then your broom will be up my ass. Oh, man. We did it. We sure did. We did it. Thank you so much to our guest, Isaac Keith Martinez. What a fucking delight. Check out our website, mastersoftheobvious.com for new episodes, news, and merch. Our Instagram, at Masters of the Obvious, Facebook, at Masters of the Obvious, and Twitter, at Masters of the O. And if you'd like to be a patron of our show, you can go to contribute.mastersoftheobvious.com. And if you'd like, we'll even mention you on the show. But... If you want to remain anonymous, we understand. We don't want to be associated with us either. Yike. Please don't forget to leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts and to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you for listening and we love you, like, a lot. My life is a horror story, so I don't have to seek it out.